One. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the hardworking happy hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we're breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And we got some really good topics this week that we're going to be breaking down here. A lot of topical things that we've been uh, thinking about. We are always thinking about things. There's always so many things to think about. It's like my mind is uh, just a mishmash of jelly beans of thoughts. So <laughs> jelly beans, that's random. It's so random. Yeah. So also, those what... are kind of like nice in like nice individual package. I was I would think more of like a I'm like a spilled like jar sauce? of no too smooth and consistent. Hmm. Each thought is a different flavor. Yeah. Maybe like a fruit salad where everything's kind of like intermingling, yes. but still chunks. I would, yeah, <laughs> okay. we'll go with we'll that, go with a that. fruit salad uh, that has spilled all over the ground. Anyway, we have some really good thoughts this week, and yeah. uh, I think we got a lot of we got a lot of positive feedback on last week's episode. I think that yes. that was fun. I, I left here feeling feeling really uplifted and pumped up. Yeah, I felt hyped. Good. I hope other people did as well. I hope so. But speaking of that, we have one last uh, submission to read. We do. Yeah. Um, Dan Pettit. Is that how you say it? I Pettit? think so, yeah. Petit? I'm pretty sure, yeah. We should ask him. It's maybe Petit. It's funny, like, meeting people on the internet, and then you only see their name written. Like, I've met him in person now, but I didn't, yeah. like, ask how to say his last name. Yeah. So, I am really sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but... Um, but anyway, so we asked him, and he didn't get it back to us before we recorded, because we recorded mm-hmm. a day early last week. So... Just random side thought. That's like uh, Raven Builders. Yeah. I thought it was either Kevin Croquette or Kevin Chocolate, but it's a <laughs> uh, cho- chocolate. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a choquette, I think. Choquette, yes. So, yeah. Interesting how that works. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, I wanted to read Dan's because it's a I feel like it's a really good one. So, what do we got? Are you ready? Yeah. Hi, Sean. Well, okay. So, just in case anybody didn't listen to the last episode, we asked different business owners to say why they love being a business owner. Um, and this was his submission. Hi, Sean. Okay, in a nutshell, freedom. Oh, God. I always, I, when I click on it on the iPad, it like goes oh, crazy. Oh, anyway, right, right, right. Technical uh, difficulties. Go ahead. Hi, Sean. Okay, in a nutshell, freedom, control, potential. Freedom. For me, freedom came in a way of being able to be there for my wife and eventually family during crucial times in our lives. Being able to go to every prenatal doctor visit during both high-risk pregnancies due to both pregnancies being twins there being uh, oh, being there for both scheduled C-section operations, having adequate paternal leave, and again, being able to go to all of the post-pregnancy doctor's appointments was so very important to my wife and I. Freedom from not having to request time off from upper management to see if they found it justifiable to be flexible for my situation. Not only was this freedom needed, but it was essential for me to give the support to my family that comes with having two sets of twins less than two years apart, which, my God, Chaos. kudos wow. to you. <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Is crazy. That's a lot of work. Okay. Anyway, uh, control not only control from of the job site radio if I choose, but control of the direction of company, jobs that we take, setting my own professional standards for the work and the experience we give the client, products to use, on the fly changes, getting to be creative and having fun. I like to control my environment now and where we are going. Potential. I like the potential of. of the vehicle, Northern Outdoor Living. Uh, Bring me to whatever heights I dream of if I put in the right forethought. Plan and hold steady on the execution. Excuse me. Knowing this leaves the concept of things are happening to me behind and ushers in the concept of it is my decision to attain any goal I set. You know, I am the master of my own fate. I am the captain of my soul stuff. After (laughs) writing all of this to you, it seems more like these three points are merely three aspects of self-empowerment, and I think that is what this great self-employment experience is bringing to the table. Wow. Not only great points, but well presented. Yes. Uh, really, I think you really did a great job on that. So thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan, so much. Also, Freedom. His, Love that. His, what? His, I, well, I like to give out the handles oh, so people yeah, can go follow them. Yeah. He does really cool stuff too. Northern underscore outdoor underscore living yeah northern outdoor living you're having a little bit of trouble reading off that uh, know, ipad today huh i had a, i just had a red bull and i feel like i'm all jittery oh okay um great <laughs> all right but well anyway, i feel like he did a great job at explaining that and i like how he did it in 
kind of like an essay format. Like these are the three things I'm going to talk about. Bullet points, yeah. Then one paragraph on each thing and yes. then a conclusion in the end, wrapping it all up in a nice little bow. So yeah. great job there. He probably did really good in high school English class. Oh, that's I bet the, he did, yeah. That's the, that's the, what do you call that? The structure. Yes. The template. That's the template you want to follow. Yeah. But those are great points. Freedom. <laughs> Gotta love freedom. It's America. And... Two sets of twins. I know. Less I, than two years apart. That just sounds like insanity. And um, I can't believe I didn't know that about him. That's that's that seems like something that you if know I, what? If that were me, I would tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, but every time that we've seen him, it's been like at an industry event where he's you know getting a little bit of respite. So maybe he's like, last thing I want to think about. No, Not the last right. thing I want to think about oh my as my family, but you know, I want to I want to <laughs> just you know take a little bit of a, a mental break because it's probably a lot. That's got to be so much. But Jeez. that's a really that's a really good point that he gets to be free to go to all these things. He doesn't have to submit, you know, yeah. a, a time off request. Um, I, I, I like the way that he put that was like he doesn't want to have to just to see if it's like justifiable enough to somebody yeah. else. Yeah, because that it like in the corporate world, that's what it was every single time. It was like, do you find my reason for being off of work? Please, Enough. please, please give me a small breadcrumb and let me go to my grandmother's yeah. funeral, please. Oh no, that's not worth going to. Okay, I guess I'll stay. Let me make up a different day. story because yeah. <laughs> that was made up anyway. Uh, okay, well, uh, love that. It pretty much kind of uh, you know solidifies a lot of the things that that were also said: the control, the freedom, and the the prospects for potential. You yes. know, and you're. You are the one that is driving that vehicle. And if the vehicle stalls out and sputters and then gets engulfed in flames, that's your fault. But if it grows wings and shoots off into space, my God, what a beautiful sight. And it was because of you. It's also your fault. It's Fair also bad. your fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be alone in space. No, uh, love that. Love that. So yes. thanks for sending that in, Dan. Yes, thank you. I really wanted to make sure we got that in. So I'm glad yeah, we did. Me too. So what else uh, What else we got this week? How was your week, by the way? Great. How was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Had a good yeah. week? I had a pretty good week. We uh, we had some beautiful weather. Oh, yeah. It was uh, not toxic at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, my memory of the week is that it was great. I forgot we had that toxic. That horrible air quality. Yeah. Man, I never Which... heard the words AQI, the letters <laughs> AQI so many times. And like people are just like spinning it out like it's something that like has ever been talked about before. I know, like, I yeah, know. Yeah, the AQI is like 210. So like, yeah. what are you talking what about? What is that? No one has ever said those words I ever. I will say, I, somebody said something like, oh, it's 350 right now. And I was like, out of what? And they're like 500. It's like, oh, that sounds like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's supposed to be like 11, right? It's supposed to be like, yeah, the close, yeah. you want it to be very close to zero, closest to zero as possible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we dealt with this that this week, which as soon as you went outside, it smelled like you were inside of a bonfire. And Sean, really? you were like, if no one mentioned it, I probably wouldn't even notice. I don't think I would. My have. eyes were like wattering and burning, and Sean's just like, nah. Hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I honestly probably wouldn't have like even thought about it. I'd be like, oh, it's hazy. I guess sometimes maybe it's hazy. I don't know. I'm just. I live in my own little mental space. You do live in your own fantasy world. And that yes. Is so impervious to bad air quality. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah was like really worried about it. She's like, I read an article that's like smoking six to 11 cigarettes a day. Yeah. And I was I like, that. that's like not even that many. <laughs> I used to smoke some. So I wasn't that worried about it, but um, I'm also something's something's different about my brain. I just don't pay attention to things like, obvious smoke in the air and like <laughs> red sun that was that was kind of freaky but yeah it was pretty crazy looking it and was. in this week's vlog you can tell like as the vlog goes on <laughs> it gets the, the, hazier like yeah. it gets hazier and hazier and it's like gets like orange toned yeah it's kind of weird um anyway yeah besides that anyway. it was a great week <laughs> it was a great week we got a lot done and which is nice i guess maybe we'll start off there okay. with one of the things that we want to talk about is all of the new things that we did on this project yeah. and they all kind of came to a culmination this week with like, it just felt like there was no part of what we were doing that we were like using experience as a guide. <laughs> it was just like a free for all. Yeah. And I was 
I was loving it, half stressed out, fully loving it. And yeah, it was just like, felt like back to back to my roots to just like sort of have a plan and just jump into it yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah, I feel like that's something we talk about a lot. Like maybe like definitely try new things to like get yourself out there, but maybe like do it one at a time. And I don't think I realized how many new things we were doing on this job until this week. And I was like, yeah, oh God, like, it's like, I don't even recognize <laughs> yeah. ourselves anymore. Who is <laughs> what this? What are we doing? Um, but it was kind of fun. It was like, it was really fun. And it felt like low risk because we had one of the um, reps, reps yeah. come help us. So it's like, oh, we can't mess it up because he's right here. Yeah. <laughs> And if we do, we can blame it on him. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we did a concrete fire pit, um, built a form, poured it in place, and then did a mosaic porcelain yeah. over top of it. So we had never poured uh, a concrete fire pit before. We had never done porcelain before. Yep. Then we're on a new uh, bedding system. We're doing yep. everything completely different. And then once we lay it, we decide, why don't we cut out a circular inlay, smash some of the porcelain, mm -hmm. do a mosaic as if just using completely new material and installation method wasn't enough. Yep. And then after we did that, I'm going to, I'm just going to come out and say it. I didn't have a full plan for what we were going to do for the fire pit. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? I did. Yeah. You I did. did? I did. Oh know my that. God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we could, but it turned out good. We could buy one. I had the idea of maybe we could pour one in place. I wasn't really sure how we were going to do that. But then once yeah. it came time to do it, it was like, all right, I got to make a decision. We are going to pour it in place, concrete, and we're going to figure out how to build a form. Mm -hmm. Went through two different uh, strategies for that. The second one worked out great. First yeah. one didn't work at all. Uh, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. And it was one of those things that you can't really... You can't like sit there and look at it analytically like I charged X amount for this feature and I need to get it done in this amount of time. Like yeah. Once you commit to a new idea, you're committed to it. And the thing that you get out of it is that reward of doing something novel and unique and also all the all the content that you can make from it. You can show future clients. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And one of the things that I think it had an, an immediate impact on our business and our brand because we are doing a design for one of the neighbors now. Yeah. And the neighbor had seen what we did with the mosaic inlay. And he was like, he had just paid for a design. So we're in the very beginning stages. And he was like, you're just doing this like, so you can have fun, aren't you? Like, I can tell how excited you are. And I'm like, that is 100% the case. Like, <laughs> yeah, there would be a hundred different things that we could have done that would have been so much easier, but I am absolutely loving it. I'm having so much fun. And when a, a potential client, did he client, see it? Did he see it coming over to the yard or did, does he watch the videos? I think he watches the videos and he also came over to the yard. Okay. So, um, you know, having a potential client have in their mind, they're looking at you as somebody that like loves what they're doing, yeah. that is doing it because they want to do something super cool. And it's not just a monetary exchange. Like, okay, I'm going to try to sell you the most expensive thing I can. And then as soon as we get paid and sign this contract, I'm going to figure out the fastest way that we can do it. When a potential client feels like you're there because you want to be there and you want it to turn out better than they even do, like that is a priceless part of your brand. Yeah, absolutely. You think so? Yeah. So do you have any regrets? Do you think that we tried too many new things at once or no. was it just the right amount? I think it was just the right amount. And I say that because I like the way that it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah, there I was, was really no negatives, I guess. Yeah, as I was doing the mosaic fire pit, I was just like, I had a plan going into it. I dry laid it on this big thing and then I was going to pick up each piece at a time and do it in order that I dried laid it. But as soon as I picked up like three pieces, it was yeah. impossible to keep your place. And then the mortar was setting. It was kind of like yeah. a mad dash. So yeah. And I wasn't sure how it was looking at first. So I just had to like go with it and like block it out and just get it done and then step back, look at it. And it was so cool. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it was exciting. It yeah. was it was a fun, rewarding endeavor. Yes, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I I feel like it was it 
we're all talking about all like the porcelain based new things, but we also did yeah. like the Phantom Post. That was new. Yeah. And <laughs> how about that video? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Sean shared a video of a I don't even know what it was, a motorcycle? It or was a like a motorbike? dirt bike. Yeah. Like went went rogue <laughs> and like <laughs> ran up onto a porch and knocked out a support column and got captured on a ring camera. It was really yeah. random and funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh anyway, so did you do anything new that you haven't done before? No. Really? You didn't do anything <laughs> new? No, everything's the same for me. Really? Yeah. That's so exciting. <laughs> Just kidding. I built a fire, or a, not a fire pit, a water feature. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You've been talking so, about it for a while. So yeah. how do you feel that it turned out? Do you feel like it was satisfying to go through the whole process? Uh, yeah. The moment you plug it in and it works, that's pretty fun. That's, that's way better than plugging in and be like, yeah, nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, I built out of concrete, so it was very heavy. Um, so I did feel bad having to ask for help to move it because it was, it was very heavy. It's very structural. It's like very, very heavy. But uh, it's very structural. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I, I'm I'm so happy that it worked, and I, it's not finished yet. So I'll speak more about it when it's finished. But great. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like it has opened up a new world to you? Are you already thinking of ideas on how you can do it different next time? How you can expand a pound it? Yes, definitely. Expand a pound it. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. The ideas are are flowing and endless. So, yes. Like the rivers of life. <laughs> wow. Yes. That was deep. Thank you. Very deep metaphor there. Uh what else are you doing to the to the water feature? Because um, we got it operational. I mean, I know the landscaping needs to go around it and everything. Yeah, Some we're going to... So it's in a garden bed. So the, the bed needs to be built. And then um, I have to lay some some sort of something to catch some rocks underneath it. So then it's disc- the the tub and everything that it's in will be disguised. It'll look like the water's just falling into the earth. Um, and then I really... That would be sick. I don't know if there's enough room where it is, but I would like to put... Uh, some like pond plants, like water plants around oh. it. So then it looks kind of like intentionally landscaped. So we'll see if there's room for that. I'm not sure if there's going to be, but uh, TBD on that. TBD, if there's enough room for the pond water plants, I think that yeah. would uh, definitely be really cool. Yeah. Just like an obelisk rising out of a water garden. Yeah. I think exactly. that'd be sick. Yeah. All right. Well, do you feel great trying a new thing? Yeah. I love trying new things. That's awesome. Hopefully I was very excited. Um, yeah. I, I I know that like the porcelain thing, I don't know if, how the team wholly feels about it because yeah. it was a lot of extra work. And I think a lot of that was like learning curve. I think that yeah. we were, you know, I think next time we would do it a lot faster and a lot smoother. Yeah. But um, I love it. And I'm so glad that we tried it. And I think that we should do more, maybe continue to do more porcelain if the need strikes or whatever they say. If so, the iron, when the strike, when the iron's hot. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We'll do that. It definitely um, was really cool. That, yeah. Um, and I just love the look of it. And I feel like yeah. it's so versatile, especially like the first thing you tried was a mosaic and, and you were like, can I shatter this and will it work? And then it just did. So I feel like yeah. there's so many more opportunities for other cool stuff with it. It's pretty cool when you do something and then like the, even the reps are just like, I don't, I don't know if you can do that. Like, how did you, how did you break it? I was like, I just smashed it with a hammer. They're like, and it broke like that. Or did you cut them? And I'm like, no, we just smashed it with a hammer and it turned out pretty cool. And I think that's also, you know, now I'm realizing it. That is another cool thing about trying new materials in new ways because you get like a new, a new material that you've never used before. It's like a uh, artist using a new meet they get new type of canvas mm-hmm. and they're like wow the possibilities yeah because like if you smash a paver it's just gonna like kind of crumble you can't like do a mosaic it's but it's rocks it's just gonna be like a little pile of rocks yeah so with the porcelain i was like this would be cool to do a mosaic yeah done it i did it at my house on with interior tile so that yeah. was the first thing that came to mind i was like let's smash this up with a hammer <laughs> i could not wait to smash the first piece you did enthusiastically smash those pieces. And I definitely smashed a piece 
on the first day that we unboxed the stuff before we even yeah. knew like how much we had, <laughs> if we were going to have enough. That's true. On day one, you were trying all sorts of stuff. I was, yeah. Like everything that they're like, don't cut it with a segmented blade. And you're like, I'm going to yeah, try. I'm going to definitely yeah, try. I'm going to try that because that's the only thing we have here right now. And I really just want to cut something. Uh, yeah. You know, that's part of the fun of. Yeah, you get excited. You get excited, yeah. It's important to be excited about things. I think so. I think it's very important to have uh, an internal fire of excitement on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. Uh, Thirst for life, you might say. Yeah. What else is there in life? Hunger also and shelter. (laughs) (laughs) But besides that, yeah, I think we got all ends covered. Yeah. Any uh, other new stuff you want to talk about? Um... Hmm. What else did we, yeah, I don't like what else do we do? I don't even remember. <laughs> just like such a blur of new things. Yeah. Um, well, you did recently go to Frank Lloyd Wright's house. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that was pretty new. That was so week, cool. And you talked about it a lot this week. So I did. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> I yeah for like you kept saying this is my Frank Lloyd my Frank moment. <laughs> yeah, every like little thing I did. <laughs> I was like, this could be my Frank Lloyd Wright moment in my memoir, exactly. the real turning point. But it was actually super cool. So, I'm sorry, hold on. You already named your memoir? What did you just say? No, no, no. I'm saying like this could be the turning point in my memoir. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like The way you worded that, I thought you said in my memoir, comma, the turning point. That could be cool. <laughs> I like that. The turning point by Sean Collins crew. About Sean Collins crew. <laughs> uh, anyway. So it went to Falling Water. Yes. It's his most famous work, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, and it was like four and a half hours away in PA, outside of Pittsburgh for anybody interested. And it is a super modern architectural maj- majesty. Yeah. I think Monolith it's- sculpture. I don't know how to... It's a house. <laughs> How about we <laughs> yeah, start like, there? I don't know if it's a monolith. That's like a... I don't know what that is, but it is a house that yes. is super modern that's built on top of a waterfall. Well, it's mid-century modern. It is not... But it was built before mid-century. But isn't that what the style is called? Like saying it's modern so. is like... Like it was not built recently. It is not current day modern. It was back when it was built modern. Yeah. Okay. Right? I, yeah. well, I just, if people don't know what it is, I'm just trying to give a clear Google picture. Google it. <laughs> Google it, everybody. It's sick. It's really cool. Um, <clears throat> so it's built on top of a waterfall and it was built in 1936 to 1938. And to see how just unbelievable the engineering and the architecture is in this thing with insane cantilevers yeah. with like using locally sourced stone and mixing concrete on site from gravel that they pull out of streams. Yeah. Like the amount of stuff that they were able to do and and just like I don't know how they could possibly like know how to like run calculations on these crazy cantilevers. Yeah. Especially when it's in a spot where it's over top of a waterfall in the yeah. middle of the woods. Like it's anchored into like rock and it's just insane. It's super cool. And I felt like I felt like I was meant to be there at that moment in my life. Yeah. It was very magical. So what kind of inspiration did you pull from that? Well, a couple things. So it was right after we poured that <laughs> poured that fire pit. There was true. There was a lot <laughs> of really cool things that he did there with reinforced concrete. Um some might say it's the most That was like his thing, right? It was one of them. Yeah, it was like that was how he achieved these insane cantilevers Mm -hmm. um, where it just looks like a terrace is just like floating out of the side of the house, which it it is. Yeah. Um, It's all reinforced concrete and it's it's definitely one of the most versatile materials in the world. Mm -hmm. You can build almost anything with it. And it was right after we built this circular form for a poured in place fire pit and we reinforced that with rebar and I was already excited about just the possibilities of things that we can make with concrete by building our own forms and make crazy shapes and do all kinds of wacky stuff. And then I go here and it's like the most magnificent, crazy use of concrete that I've ever it seen. It's a testament to concrete. It's a testament to concrete. It is. Um, that was one thing. 
Second thing was one of his signature moves was almost all of the furniture is built in. So he designs the uh, dressers and the beds and everything is like built into the room. So it's like the most functional use of the space. Everything is super intentional down to the last detail. And I think that's something that we're getting more and more into. Like on our current job, we built the couch into the deck because it was going to be kind of a, a small space otherwise, like where it would be hard to find a couch that fits exactly the space that we needed. So we're like, if we build something, we can maximize every square inch of this space and have functional seating. So that was another thing that was like reaffirmed. And I think we should jump even more into just building in more furniture and having everything as part of the structure. Um, Because it was, it was just super cool to see how everything just went together and felt like it felt like every single piece in the entire house was intentional. Everything was so thought out and there wasn't just like, you know, just a random thing somewhere. Cause it, you know, that's what they found and they, and they fit it there. Like every chair had a purpose, every, mm-hmm. it was so cool. Um, and then besides that, just like the art of it to see, how somebody could build that in 1936 with no modern technology or tools, building it in the middle of the woods, like yeah. an hour or two hours away from the closest city. Like it was just really insane and super cool. So I was jazzed up about it. Can you tell? Yeah, a little bit. I feel yeah. Like I'm really rambling right now about <laughs> this uh, thing, but. Also got a couple books from the bookshop. Oh, cool. About, uh, you know, students of his, I think, like things that mm. they've learned from him. Yeah. Good concepts of architecture and design. So I've uh, been flipping through that. That's super cool. Yeah. And it, I think this project that we're on really put like another level of excitement to the possibilities of what we could do. But then visiting that just kind of amped it up again. Yeah. It's like... That's super cool. There's no limits. There are no limits. Except the ones you impose on yourself. Remember that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I went to that house when I was a teenager, and my main takeaway was that it was so humid because there's a river running through it. Yeah. Um, And I... I'm so sad because I I think that now I would really enjoy it. Like even when back then I when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. But yeah. But now like when you posted those pictures, I was like, oh man, that really is like an incredible feat of building. Like how it like footings. What are you doing? It's like on rock. Yeah. I don't like literal. It's not like, Oh, this is rocky soil. It's like on a rock. Yeah. It's on like a 50 foot rock. It's like a big rock. (laughs) It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So just like, I I don't know how they figured that stuff out back then. I, I do feel like it would be very difficult to like, appreciate something like that when you're 14. Yeah. And you're with your parents. There's no way like that would be, cool yeah you know it's like i'd rather be at home playing with my friends <laughs> randy's having a party this weekend i gotta be out here this stupid house you know i was actually when you guys were going um i was texting with your wife sarah about mm-hmm. it who was my best friend in high school at the time when i would have gone to this thing and she said something like yeah you were probably like i'm missing the the rager at sarah's house this weekend yeah like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That's probably what I was doing. Probably. I wish I were doing at least. I think you would definitely appreciate it a lot more now, yeah. especially that you are in the trades. And I think that's the the biggest thing because people that aren't in building would kind of just look at it and be like, wow, it's really cool. But the coolest thing yeah. about it is to just see like when you know even just a little bit about building mm-hmm. and you're involved with it, you can just look at some of the aspects of it and be like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. how is that standing up? So I think you would definitely appreciate it more. Maybe yeah. check it out. Maybe I'll take a field trip. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was it on Falling Water, I guess. Yeah. Well, I hope that you continue to have Frank Lloyd Wright moments. Yeah. Apparently, he had a very murky personal life, though. There was like, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> like a lot of scandals and really, I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a shame. He's a very controversial person. Like what? I found out. Like what are we talking about? Um, I envision him as like a sweet old man with with glasses, sitting in a library that smells of 
old musty books. No, I think he was like a rampant adulterer and oh, okay. he was maybe <laughs> even like a, I don't want to put accusations out there because <laughs> it's like completely just like things I gathered from very quick Google searches that, I don't know, oh. maybe like harassing students and, oh, no. you know, stuff like that. Oh, no. Plus, he didn't really care at all about like waterproofing and like mm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like the house leaked like crazy. Yeah. So it's still really cool though. <laughs> it's still really cool. Uh, they don't. Do they tell you that stuff in the? Did you take a tour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't mention ha- any of that. You have to take a tour. Okay. It's all guided tours. Um, the tour guy wasn't. I don't know if that was the. He wasn't like a presenter type. Mm. He seemed very nervous the whole time. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh. I was like, do you want me? Do you want me to take <laughs> yeah. over here? We need to amp up the energy here a little bit. Brandon, this is. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. He was a sweet, sweet young man, but I don't know if he was really the the guy for the job. <laughs> we were stuck with him, so Aww. shout out to Brandon. <laughs> anyway. All right. Is that enough on uh, Frank Lloyd, right? I think it is. All right. Um, well, the other thing that we have been heavily discussing this week is, which I think we even may have mentioned this before in a different podcast, uh, discounts giving discounts. why and when we're giving discounts. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that. I, I was like, <laughs> what were we talking about so much this week? I don't remember. Uh, the smoke, the haze. Yeah. But the discounts, yeah. Also the discounts. We were also talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you should know your worth and value your worth and, and all of that stuff is very important. But Sean, you've been giving out a number of discounts recently. <laughs> yeah. Which... Totally up to your discretion, so that's fine. But um, that's part of my freedom. Maybe we should, you know, discuss Talk about, yeah. when and where these are appropriate and why. Yeah. Why you've given them. So I went on a, a little bit of a, a bender of like just <laughs> giving discount people bender. discounts. And I think it was, I think it was twofold. Um, so it was just on the design. Um, and we've always looked at the design fee not as a way to make money because our goal is to sell the project and then it gets deducted off of it. So ideally we're really not making money on the design because we get paid for the design and it's essentially a deposit and we get the job and we do the job. Um, I feel like our normal fee is $2,500, which I think is incredibly fair. Um, But sometimes we've gotten the sense from some people that they feel like entitled to like more than just a design. Like they, they, you know, I don't know. They they feel like, I don't know, like they put out this money and, and now if things aren't absolutely perfect or the way they envisioned it with the budget that they had in their mind, even though I might have told them something different, yeah, they feel like they're entitled to, you know, that I should lower my price on the project, which I definitely don't want to do that. Right. I'm not going to. So um, just like a little bit of that and then depending on who it is for feeling like that person's really excited and I'm excited to do the design. And it's been like some loose affiliations of like sort of like my cousin's friend and like the associations got kind of loose and vague, (laughs) but, and then we just eventually just called them your cousins. Yeah. I have a lot of cousins (laughs) now, but that was only two. So I gave two discounts on designs there. And then what I have done uh, is, instituted a discount for anyone that's neighbors of the current project. (laughs) But here's my reasoning behind that. All right. It's a great neighborhood. Sure, yeah. It's a very tight-knit neighborhood. Apparently, yeah. It's a country club, and everybody golfs, and it sounds like all they talk about is their houses, and everybody wants a cool house. Yeah. So it's a great neighborhood to get into. It's close to our homes, and uh, it's a very upscale neighborhood where people are going to put out, you know, good money for a backyard. So it's the perfect neighborhood to get in, to capitalize on. And we did the design for our current client like a year and a half ago, probably. And back then I was charging 1500 So I thought, it was, I thought it was fair. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll give you the, the discount of the neighborhood because that's what our current client paid and uh we're getting a lot of leads from it 
And did you just, tell him that you were giving him a discount or did you just say that this is yeah. my fee? Yeah. Okay. So normally we charge 2500 but uh, you know, since you're a neighbor, uh, we'll do 15 Since we're already in the neighborhood, feel good about it. Everybody's been so nice. Yeah. Everybody's so nice in the it neighborhood. It is incredibly nice there. Everyone says hi. Yeah. Love our stuff. And except like, for that one guy that thought we... He got a except for the screw, screw guy. Yeah, the screw in the hasn't come guy. back. <laughs> hasn't come of back. Co- at oh all. yeah, we said we were gonna yeah circle you. back to that. Hasn't come back yet. Hasn't come back. Um. Yeah, everyone in the neighborhood is really nice, and it's kind of this project faces the golf course, so all of the golfers just are looking at our project the whole time. Yeah, and they all have a lot to say about it. So it is great marketing, and it would be great to stay in this neighborhood. So yeah, I do see your reasoning there. Thank you so much. Um. But yes. I also feel like it's like a it's it, you try to find balance when you're also touting yourself as a designer because yeah. there are designers out there that would charge like ten thousand dollars yeah. just for the design. Yep. So I feel like it's you know that's what we are. We are a design build, so it is important to tout ourselves as such. We're not just like a eh, you get what you get. You know, it's like a every project we do is cooler yeah. than the last. We pride ourselves on design. Yeah. It's important that we keep up those standards. And I think that charging such is is important. Yeah. But, right. you know, we're also very friendly people who, who are not yeah. in this for the cheddar all the time. So, yeah, it's only it's somewhat about sword. the cheddar. <laughs> it's only somewhat about the cheddar. Um, but it's mostly, it mostly is for the excitement of doing cool stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing where I'm, when I feel like, the person really loves everything else that we've built. And they're like, I know that you can do something so cool. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want this $2,500 to be an obstacle to getting this done, which it really, it me saying that out loud realizes like how silly that is because like if they can't put out the money for the right. $2,500 design, <laughs> they can't put out the 150,000 for the backyard. So, yeah. um, maybe it's, it, it was, you know, not well thought out giving these discounts, but, uh, it's working out okay so far. Yeah. I, I also feel like you're digging yourself a little bit of a hole because if, you know, this guy then go tell his <laughs> buddy is like, yeah, he gave me a discount. I mean, only 1500 Then the next guy's going to be like, all right, well, you're, I know. it's 1500 So and then if it's we gonna do like, want to continue to work in this neighborhood. That's true. And then it's going to be like the next neighborhood over. They're like, well, yeah. I'm only like, I'm right over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to creep, slowly creep. And then I'm going to be like doing all this for free for everyone in the entire world. <laughs> That's true. We should put... So. We should put a, a moat around this metaphorical discount zone <laughs> <laughs> and line it with barbed wire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. No more discounts for anybody. You're paying double. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Don't care what you got to say. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about in the trades, everybody can relate to... The, the feeling of uh, haggling. Client wants to haggle with oh, you. Oh, yeah. They are like, well, you know, hey, can you, can you do it for, uh, I know you're saying 12 grand. Can you do it for nine, seven? Can you do it for 9,700? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, why are people doing that? <laughs> why are people doing that? I feel like you got to get to the, the bottom of the motive in that situation because some people haggle yeah. because they genuinely want your service and they can't quite afford it. And then other people just are looking for a deal. Yeah. And if somebody's just looking for a deal, that's annoying. And yeah, like we've dealt with people like that and then you end up not getting paid at the end of the day. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is how one of them turned out. Yeah. yeah. They did so, get a deal in the end. They're just like, I'm just not going to pay the rest of it. <laughs> deal. They said deal on themselves. I didn't yeah. agree to that, but. Uh. Yeah, so I think that there's no winning with that kind of person. They're always going to devalue your service. They're always just going to feel like they, they want to feel like they got something. In yeah. which case, if you need the business, then just upcharge them and be like, yeah, I gave you a discount. Yeah. 10%. Check you out. You're such a great haggler. Yeah, you but, win. <laughs> oh, you win this round. Shucks. I'm um, poor now. But I think so that there I are some people. <laughs> charge double and then only took 10% down <laughs> off that double price. Okay, anyway, go ahead. But I think some people genuinely like really want to make it work. Like the, like we have our client, our next client, they had all these really cool ideas or it's two jobs from now, but yeah. they like really had all these cool ideas and they really wanted to make it work and they were 
there was a lot of back and forth, but it was because they were genuinely excited to work with us. So I think that who was that? The um, don't say any names, but yeah, I know. I don't know. What, how to, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> what Medford? Oh yeah, yeah. So they were excited, and it was like going back and forth, and they really, you know, they went from like adding things on, and and you know, it was like a back and forth, and it wasn't. It wasn't like a haggle, but it was like a, we really just want to make this work because we're excited to work with you. Yeah. I think that that is like why it's so important to get to the get to the motive of why they're trying to get a discount. Yeah, and there's different ways that a client can go about it. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give out really a high level secret right here. Whoa! The best okay. way if you're a client to get the most out of a haggling <laughs> situation. The best way Tell to do Sean it. Tell Sean to do whatever he wants. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I'll do it for free. I'll even pay you. Um, best way is when a client doesn't say, all right, well, how much, you know, what's the lowest you can go on this? When they say, ah, look, I love it so much, but I really got to get down to to this. Like, what, mm-hmm. what do we got to take out to get down there? Yeah. That's when I'm in trouble. When they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, look, I understand that that's what this costs. What can I take out to yeah. get it down to this? Because this is my, <laughs> this is my budget. Like I really can't spend over that. So Just I understand. Up a little bit. <laughs> I understand we're gonna have to take some stuff out. But then I like the design so much, and it's like, well, yeah. you seem so nice. <laughs> and so that's that's where we won't like outright. Because we have a formula for coming up with these prices. <laughs> Not like we just pull it out of thin air. But yeah. one of the things that is a bit of an unknown or a flexible variable. I guess a variable is flexible. One of the, so just one of the yeah. variables is the time that you're going to spend on it. So you could mm. sit there and convince yourself like, oh, we could, you know, maybe it's not going to take five weeks. It's going to, we could probably do it in four. Yeah. Um, and that is the way to really haggle with <laughs> outdoor living. You get me talking to myself like, I love this. I want to do it. I don't want to take anything out because I love this design and I'm convinced that we could do this in three days because we're amazing. And then it ends up taking like nine months. But uh, what uh, what am I even talking about? I'm really on a tangent here. Uh, Started off by talking about discounts, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, so... Now you're just giving away all your secrets. I'm giving away all my secrets. How to get these. I think we, I think the point of talking about this was to talk you out of giving people discounts, but oh, true, yeah. I think you just revealed all your secret, secrets of how to get you to give it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is like part of a, you know, we're trying to cleanse the, since I went on this random like giving people discounts thing, this is how <laughs> we cleanse this out of my system, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's something. I don't know if it's interesting, but it's something. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I feel like a client can go about it that way where they say, I love it. I know yeah. we're going to have to take some stuff away. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we have to take away to get to $50,000 or whatever the number is? That's one way to go about it. And you should reevaluate everything. Don't go crazy convincing yourself that you can do everything faster. Like I sometimes do. Yep. Um, really look at what you can if anything, take out, still make the, the project work and move forward with the client because they they obviously value your time and respect your pricing and they do want to make it work, but they just can't afford or they don't want to overextend themselves to, you know, get that that dream backyard, dream kitchen or whatever it is. What do you think? Yeah, I think that... uh there's like a balance of how much you, I don't, it's hard to say. Cause I feel like other people would, who are just in it for the cheddar would say very different things. Like move on. Why, cheap. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta worry about that bottom line. Yeah. ROIs, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, but I feel like we operate in a, in a realm of like doing things because we want to. So it is, it is easy to get. And there have been a couple of designs that you've done and I've been like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I can't wait to do that. And then like, it changes or it doesn't come to fruition. And yeah. you're like, oh, but wait. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's kind of sad. Um, that's true. That's true. And I think at a certain point, like you can't, um, you can't take s- certain things away. Like a design works together. So you right. can't just yeah. like take one element out because everything has to work together. So sometimes that's not a possibility, but yeah, if it is, there is room to work with that client and make it a good relationship. Yeah. I think... When a client comes to you and says, 
All right, I know that you said this is going to be $86,000. How about I'll give you I'll write you a deposit right now if we do it for 70. And it's like that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> off like That's not how that works. That's definitely not how that People works. People always do that at with all. cash too. They're like Yeah, like I'll do cash. What? <laughs> I don't that's scary. I don't want that much cash. Like write me a check like a normal person. <laughs> psycho like, i don't want this dirty money i don't know where this is from anyway um yeah that's like i don't know i feel like that's not a thing anymore what like oh how about cash how about, oh yeah yeah where are you yeah, spending like, that much cash anyway like yeah. you know i don't know it's under the mattress i guess under the mattress <laughs> yeah anyway uh We're going on some some weird <laughs> tangents, but uh, yeah, that person obviously doesn't respect your time, yeah. your professionalism, yep. and your process. They think they're basically accusing you of of being like you just pulled that number out of nowhere. Yeah, it's not based on anything, and I'm calling you out on it because if you say yes to seventy when you just said that it was going to be eighty six, I know that you are full of it. Yeah, they're basically accusing you of that. So. Yeah. You need to watch out for that. Yep. So. <laughs> take it for what you will, everyone. Yeah. But I feel like you did just make a good point where. Uh, well, thank you like, so much. You, you, a couple you points ago. So? A couple points ago. Oh, the last couple weren't good, but there was one <laughs> there in there. There was one oh, in there. Perfect. Um, which reminded me of another situation where like you changed the design so much that you water it down from what it originally was. But yeah. then you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like this is boring. I don't. I, I didn't I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. This isn't why I got into this. Yeah. Pal. I don't want to do this. Do this. <laughs> what do you think? I'm just like a person that builds stuff for money? No. <laughs> I'm an artist that builds stuff for a lot of money. <laughs> no. Uh, you build your backyards and other people's backyards or whatever you always say. It's my deck. It just happens to be in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, you bless say. you, bless you, bless you. So Must sorry, be that the smoke. smog, the smoke. <laughs> Air quality in here is terrible. Oh God, did we uh, <laughs> did we did we harp on the discounts enough? Um, I what think else we so. got? Do we, do we got something to tie this whole segment up into a little bow? Um, I don't know. Do you usually have some sort of profound? My Jerry Springer moment. Yeah, <laughs> you want a Jerry Springer moment? With this. <sighs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Discounts. Discounts are something that it's like a drug. You can get addicted to it. You can get addicted to it. You okay. give away a couple discounts here and there, and oh, then feels so good. Yeah, repercussions aren't immediate. I know, and then you feel like you can't sell anything at full price anymore, and you 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 factor in this hypothetical haggle window. Yeah, and you really just start to shoot yourself in the foot like that. And if you just stick to your guns. You stick to your pricing. You're going to get the better client. And if you're not getting the jobs consistently with your numbers figured out, then that's just a sign that you need to reevaluate either your overhead or your business model or your efficiency. It can be an indication of a problem, but you need to charge what you need to charge. Yeah. I just had another thought. Sorry. I don't yeah, mean to ruin okay. your Jerry Springer. Yeah, I, no, but. that's fine. I saw the way that you were just like looking at me and I could tell it was like, you weren't listening to what I was saying. No. You were thinking about what you what were going to say, say next. Yeah. Well, I was thinking. Some people do that when they argue with, with other people. Yeah. You're like talking to someone. You're, you're like, just thinking about what you're about to say and yeah. not listening at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, you ever yeah, experienced that? What? <laughs> you ever been in a situation like that? I don't know. Why are you accusing me of doing that? No. <laughs> the look on I'm your face saying. is like. No, I don't you think ever so. You do that? Um, well, anyway, yeah, I wasn't listening <laughs> to what you were saying. I was thinking yeah, about okay, what I was going to say. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, we're talking about haggling. Like, I, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me when I have to haggle. I do not want to do it. Yeah. Like buying a car. Oh, my God. I'd rather do almost anything else. Yeah. Um, but some people like it. So maybe there's some business owners out there that are like, they're like itching for it. Oh. They want the haggle, you know? That's, ooh. I haven't thought about that side of the coin. Oh, I would love to have some thoughts on that. If anyone out there yeah. loves <laughs> loves to haggle from the contractor perspective, yeah. uh, I would love to hear that. That would be very interesting <laughs> because I also hate to haggle because it's just like... It's uncomfortable. Especially like on it's small annoying. stuff. It's annoying. Yeah. 
Unless yes, like you get a, into like, like splitting hairs and it's yeah. like, oh God, just shut up already. Like, okay, so this is a perfect example. <laughs> I'm not sure which side this really conveys, but anyway, I was at a flea market yard sale thing. Mm. And um, at one point we were joking about Sarah's dad going through male menopause. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I don't know. I forget how it came up, but we were joking about it. And then there was a book on... I forget if it was male menopause or regular menopause, but it was $2. And I said, it'll be funny if I get this for Dave. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll give you a dollar. And the guy, like, it's the end of the day at the <laughs> flea market about this book from like 1980 about menopause. And he's like, uh, I really feel like I can get two for it. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> so I don't know which side that really puts me on in the situation because I walked away from the deal. I walked away. I said, the, joke, the joke's not worth it. That one extra dollar was mm, too much. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that really proved or said about me, but uh, that's my haggling moment. Yeah. I hate, I was on um, the opposite side. I was at a, I was selling at a yard sale. Okay. And it was for, it was for a fundraiser. It wasn't even my stuff. I was, all the money that I was getting was going to go to the nonprofit that I. Yeah. You didn't pocket any of it. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. None of it went to me. No, I was kidding. None of it went to me. It's um, not something to joke about. It's not something to joke about. That is theft. <laughs> I would get in a lot of trouble. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so I didn't like, it was all going to charity and that's what I would say. Like when people are trying to like haggle with me for prices, I was like, yeah. it's going to charity. But anyway, so some guy was like, I'll give you, I'll give you five. And I was like, it's 10. He's like, and I was like, whatever, give me five. I do not care. This is all, this is going to charity. That's on your conscience, not mine. Yeah. I, it's, you know, what am I going to do with it at the end of the day? I don't want it at my house. Yeah. <clears throat> and some guy comes over to me. He's like, you really should have haggled. You could have gotten 10 for that. Why would you yeah. do that? What are you doing? I'm like, now you're over. I, oh, I, I didn't want to haggle in the first place. Now I got you lecturing me on how to haggle. Yeah. You know what you should have done? So I'm assuming this was for the Yacht Club. Yeah. And you're raising money for the Crumbling Foundation. Uh, Yeah. So you need to have some sort of video with Crumbling Foundations. And just playing in the background yeah, like, with like, in the arms of the like you want to tell that you want to save that file. <laughs> look at this foundation right here. Look into this foundation's <laughs> eyes and save your $5. You cheapskate. You know what? It's a great idea. I think it would be great. <laughs> it would be that. funny at least. <laughs> it would definitely be funny. Anyway, uh, how long have we been going right. here? Uh, we're pretty much at our happy hour. What? So already? Yeah. Oh my God. It's been so yeah, fun and happy. To uh, ramble about? <laughs> I don't know. Did we have anything else? We had a couple, uh, I think we covered all my bullet points. Oh really? Yeah. I guess, I guess that's all mine too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Well, it was a good week. Great week. So I hope the air quality gets better and we can enjoy yeah. our weekends. Uh, okay. So that's it. I was really expecting there would be more time. Every oh. time I ask, there's always more time. <laughs> so I don't know what to do now. What do I do with my hands? I don't know. Oh, tomorrow's your wedding anniversary. You want to talk about that? Um, Not really. I mean, it's, it's, it's more exciting. personal. <laughs> okay, that's exciting stuff. It's my mother-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday, Kathy. Aww. Happy birthday, Mimi. Uh, my birthday was the other day. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> How rude of us. Yeah, it's pretty rude. I am so sorry. We are so sorry. <laughs> Happy birthday, Catherine. Thank Thanks. All right. Anyway, uh, this has been the hardworking happy hour. Yeah. See you next week. All right. Bye.